Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of Simi Pro. Today, we've got a retro review. My name is Dalton Barrett, but you may know me better as Barrett Digital. And in the booth with me, I've got my good friend. I hate you. <laughs> Did you want me to do this, the, the sign-on just so you could do that? Yeah. I, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Josh Clemens, and I really... We're talking about a movie today, a movie that Dalton made me watch. Because why do you like watching me suffer? I don't know, but it's so much fun, man. Watching you suffer is just the best. <laughs> so we're talking today about one of the most exciting movies upcoming is... Uh, that's not a sentence. Uh, I, the, the movie has fried my brain, genuinely. I just like... We're talking today about one of the most exciting upcoming movies uh, that I'm sure most people are going to watch. Kong versus Godzilla. You know, the new one, it looks fun. It's got a hip-hop uh, soundtrack in the back of its trailer. There's a monkey punch. The beautiful, There's... beautiful scenery in, in in Japan with, like, these these beautiful neon <laughs> lights. And we got an early screening. Just kidding. No, we watched, we watched the 1962 version, which... And man, 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 oh, man. It's... So everybody always talks about how great the... Um... <laughs> The old Godzilla movies are like everybody's always like, oh, they're so much better than the new ones. Toho really knows what they're doing. Man in rubber suit is so much better than CGI. And then I watched this was my introduction to Toho Godzilla. And man, oh, man, was it bad. Uh, I I just finished watching it like uh, maybe 20 minutes ago. And it, it. Like, where do you even start with this? Okay, so the movie is a news broadcast. We should also... I, I, I've i got at the beginning of my notes. Before we even get... The second thing in my notes is the weirdest news ever. But before that, I've just got Criterion question mark? Because this movie is part of the Criterion collection. Um, I, I don't want to hear anyone try and tell me that the Criterion collection is a sign of quality anymore. Man. Because they'll, they'll just add anything in there. I guess so. Is this in the closet? You walk into the Criterion <laughs> closet and this movie is there? I, that's the thing. I've, I've seen a good amount of those like directors walk into the Criterion closet and they choose their movies. And all of the movies are always really foreign, they're really old, or they're just really weird. I've never, I've never seen... I think they just hide this one. Like, whenever they're showing people into the Criterion closet and they're going, Hey, pick out your favourite movies... Someone runs in and is like, oh, one second. And they pop in, they find this movie, and they just throw it out the window. <laughs> and they're like, okay, please, take your pick. Because this movie... Right, so like you said, it's the weirdest news report in the world. Um, yes, like ever. There's a spaceship, there's a spaceship in Earth. <laughs> you... you it's, it's news as written for film by someone who's never watched the news before. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be the United Nations news broadcast, but they make a point of saying that it's a news broadcast and not just like communication between the different nations in the United Nations. But it feels more like that. But they make a point to say that it's a news broadcast. Um, and I don't I don't I don't get it. And it's, well, it, it's also worth mentioning that. So the movie was made by Toho with the rights taken from RKO for King Kong Uh and it was made as a Japanese production before an American version was made. And the American version is the one that's widely available. And Japanese production wasn't seen until the Criterion Collection, which came as which came with a disc that was the Japanese home video. And so, we we watched the American version because we're right, we, we're English. Right. right. And it's got and beyond just being this news report, which opens with the white guy who's doing a news report, so you know it's an American reshoot. And he's speaking and he, in his white American news accent. Yeah, and then and then it cuts to like a Japanese correspondent, and when I tell you, like I, I've seen a good amount of old movies, and I know, I know dubbing has its issues and stuff, but this is some of the worst dubbing I've ever seen because the Japanese people are speaking, and the guys they got to dub them are just the most uninterested, the most boring. That there's a part where like uh, Godzilla comes out and they speak to a Japanese politician, and the guy dubbing him just goes. Yes, Godzilla is going to kill us all, and that is perfectly fine. That is all right. <laughs> the best one in the whole movie, the best actor doing any of the dubbing, comes much later in the movie, about halfway through. And it's just this one, this guy just drives up towards Godzilla, and this army man is trying to stop him. 
and it's it's he just goes don't go in there you're gonna die and it's the it's the only one that feels moderately believable in the whole movie and he's just he's got one line hire that guy to be your main character it, it's something else like i it's i don't know how to explain this movie um well so we start with the news right and they're like they're saying this is the news and this is what's happening in the world news 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 in other news japan businessman is trying to sell berries and it uses that as a transition to then cut into a scene from what i'm assuming is the japanese but in this one it just cuts into a real life scene it's just like an apartment building where this guy is talking to another guy and he goes Hey, did I ever show you this? And he runs out and he grabs you're, a wire. You're, 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 you're too fast, Josh. Before we get there, we get to the berries. Japanese businessman is trying to sell berries. And he's in a business meeting in a hotel lobby trying to, trying to pitch his idea for berries. And he says, King Kong is on an island and we got to kidnap him so we can sell these berries. And but they, they just say, oh, there's a monster on this island, right. which is another weird thing. Look, so, okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave that. I don't want to get to it yet. I'm just going to... So <laughs> then, we got into this, then we got into this apartment building where there's right. two guys talking, and he goes, hey, check this out. And he grabs a wire, and he, like, he hangs himself off of... The, he hangs himself off of his balcony, and he's like, it's indestructible wire. And then he, like, he's swinging on it, and the other guy's like, you're going to kill yourself get back and so he goes okay okay I'll, I'll i'll leave it so he goes to sit down then this woman hands some steaks and this guy complains and he's like why are you giving your boyfriend a bigger steak than your brother and i'm questioning why the brother and boyfriend are living together i don't know that they're living together i think i think the boyfriend and girlfriend are living together and brother came over for dinner to show off his string i think that's what's happening I- but they well, also the, the, string, the string comes up incidentally but like they, they also both work for Japanese businessman who wants to sell his berries and he wants a mascot for his berries and they both work for this guy and that's what's happening but then we just drop that for a few minutes after the dinner we just drop that whole plot point for like 20 minutes so that we can cut to a submarine uh we cut to it via the newscast because it's like, okay, that story's over. Now, in other news, Japanese submarine is here and it's doing submarine things. And this then- movie's this movie's so fast moving. It just like it, it's like one scene will end and then it's like, okay, next it, next it, next it. The guy who edited and made this movie, I can only assume was on coke. Like that's my <laughs> best assumption. I'm gonna go further than coke. He was smoking crack out of a crack pipe. <laughs> And and so, but when you say the scene ends, it cannot be understated that the scenes just end, and then the next they just like the scene will happen. (laughs) Yeah, the scene will happen, and then a new scene starts before the other scenes ended. And just the new scene never has anything to do with the previous scene. They're never connected, and the only connecting tissue that this movie has is Newsman saying, well, that's that bit of news, let's move on to the next bit of news. It, 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 it's, like, it's like that bit in Rick and Morty, where they're doing, the, uh, they're doing intergalactic cable, and they talk about like real-time mysteries. Who killed this man? And it just jumps to be like, this guy is like, I did it, and he kills himself. And it's just that, but like a movie's worth. It would be like if you're watching Batman v Superman. And the newscast that takes place halfway through Batman v Superman, where it's like Superman does all of these amazing things. He can pull a ship and he can Neil deGrasse Tyson is here. It's like if you watch that, but it was the whole movie. And between each scene, it wasn't like, like, oh, this natural disaster happened. It would be like Clark Kent goes into his house and then gets into the bathtub in jeans. How is he wearing jeans? That's weird. His pants are going to get wet. And then it goes to the next scene, and it's like Batman's parents are dead. He now mourns at their house, and it's like next scene, and then right. it's like Lex Luthor holds a, a charity ball at his house, and it's just it's that over and over again. Wonder Woman is there for some reason. She has a sword in her back. It's like like that's that's how this movie goes, and so that that scene wraps up, and the newsman is like, "There's a submarine here. We're gonna go live to the submarine," and then they just cut to the scene of the submarine, and the submarine crashes into 
An iceberg. An iceberg. And then, Which causes like an oil leak. Uh, maybe an oil leak. I think that's the signal flare that the submarines gave out. I don't know. That could be completely accurate. It could be completely fictional. Who knows? But then, then, then the helicopter that's corresponding is like, it's Godzilla! And Godzilla breaks out of the iceberg. But then two seconds after that, the newsman comes in. And he's like, it appears that monsters live on this earth. So why did you name Godzilla, who's apparently the first time that you're seeing this monster? Right. He just yelled Godzilla, but nobody's ever seen or heard of Godzilla before. Um, and it's a different origin story for Godzilla than the previous two Toho movies, I think. Because uh, it has nothing to do with radiation. I mean, he is like a radiated creature, but he's just a prehistoric... What did they say? He was a cross between a T-Rex and a Stegosaurus. Yeah, yeah. They say, yeah. I think they say like he got the dorsal fins from the Stegosaurus and then he... And everything else was like a T-Rex. It's like a half and half mix. But also, okay, so you see Godzilla, and then he, he's kind of out of the movie for a bit. It's, this is 15 well, minutes in the movie. It's also this the... Is 15 the, minutes in the movie. It's also the worst reveal ever. Right, because it, it's, it just kind it's of... It's a wide, flat shot of a crumbling piece of styrofoam with a man in a suit standing in the middle. It's the worst reveal I have ever seen in a monster movie. It, it should be worth saying, though, like when he breaks out, Godzilla does his roar. And this is the first time that the Godzilla roar, like the, the iconic one, has ever been used. Like this is its first appearance. <laughs> I didn't know that. How sad is that? Yeah. Before... This, movie's, this movie's a lot of firsts for both Godzilla and Kong. Uh, it's their third appearance on film. It's the first movie where they appeared in widescreen. It's the first movie where they're both in color. And man, is that a shame. It's also, we don't cut away from Godzilla just yet, because then Godzilla swims towards a base that's somewhere around, I guess. If there was a base this close, why well, didn't say, this... They, they say that he, he's, like, in a premeditated line to an offshore Japanese island, and then they say, why, and they go, we don't know, and then that's it. And well, then he, he attacks this army base... Which has the cutest little miniatures I've ever seen in my life. I, I was going to say, like, they, it, it's not even like I've. Seen, you can get good miniatures, right? You can have good miniature sets. Star Wars proved that. This movie is ten years before Star Wars. That I I was going to bring that up. This movie is only ten years before Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and when like you look at Star Wars miniatures and stuff, like you look at the Star Wars miniatures from uh, A New Hope, where during the Death Star run. And it looks good. It looks good. Even the unresterized versions look good. Yes. And then you watch this, and it's it's like a kid playing with toys. But nothing looks nothing looks real. And I know it's the sixties, and I know there's probably budget constraints. But they they look like toys. I can't I can't emphasize this enough. They look like toys. The houses look like Lego, and then the the landscapes is just paper mache that someone spray painted brown. <laughs> This movie, it's the special effects are so bad. It I, it cannot be stated enough. This movie came out six years before two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. That needs like keep that in your brain. Six years before two thousand and one, and if you if you haven't seen two thousand and one, I completely get it. Look, yeah, just look up good. some of the special effects from 2001 A Space Odyssey and then watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. Don't make yourself suffer the way me and Josh have. So he he starts it's destroying this set and they're clearly just toys and they're they're melting because they're plastic when Godzilla laser breaths them but it's just fire. It's literally yeah. just fire. Well, also like so like the Godzilla somehow both the Godzilla costume and the King Kong look are the worst than the movies that came out 10 and 20 years before this movie. The 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 first King Kong came out 30 years before this movie. For instance, that would be like comparing a movie that came out in 1990 to a movie that came out today, special effects-wise. Okay? This movie is the Star Wars prequel for the King Kong franchise. Right. It came out 30 years after and somehow looks worse. Right. It looks so much worse than than Godzilla 1933, which is all stop motion and clay. Like, there's some stuff in there that's just super goofy looking, but it all looks better than this movie. Uh, 
man. So, so after Godzilla attacks this army base, he hops back into the ocean, and then it cuts back to Newsman, who says, "News, news, news!" No, God- no, 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 it cuts back to the Asian Japanese man with the mustache who gets possessed for a second and goes, ah! and then just he 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 gets to his close right hand man. He's like, "I want my own monster." Uh, Does that then- is that not introduced by the Newsman? It may have been. I kind of tuned out the newsman after a good portion, and I think I might have blocked him from my memory. I think all of the tr- scene transitions come when it cuts back to newsman, and he says, we're now going to Japan for the news. And then the Japan guy goes, he takes his headset off that he's speaking to people from, and says, uh, Japanese businessman still wants business. And then it cuts to businessman, and he goes, I want my own monster to sell these berries. I need a mascot. Godzilla's here. I need a mascot to sell my berries. Let's go to the island where I found these berries. And then he yells at his henchman, who is boyfriend from earlier, and he says, you're going to find me a monster whether he's real or not. So whether or not it exists, I need you to find it, is basically what he tells him. And um, that kicks off the racist portion of the movie. Uh, where they, I'll let you go. You take over, Josh. Well, so okay. So I think two <laughs> two of the Japanese guys go to Skull Island, which isn't Skull Island because Skull Island wasn't a thing. I don't believe. No, Skull Island was in thirty three. They just chose. Right, they, just don't call, they just don't call it Skull Island, right? They just go to this island where there's these indigenous people and they talk to their guide and I I think, don't disagree with me here, I think this is meant to be a comedy because there's a part where like one of them goes, okay, they talk to their guide and they go, tell them we're on a diplomatic mission and as they say that, they're both holding their guns and I'm thinking, is this like 1960s comedy? Like this, Is this Ocean's Eleven comedy where, you know, you just say something and it's funny? Because it feels like that. I, I just, I don't think, there are scenes in this that are supposed to be comedy. I don't think that's one of them. Like, there's the there's the, the child, as they start, you know, once they right. establish like, peace. Like, like, like you say, they, it's mildly racist, because then they start talking to the, the indigenous people, and they offer them cigarettes, and then they offer the child two cigarettes. Well, they give him a radio he, first, and he says, magic, this radio is magic, magic, magic. And then he he turns on the radio, and it starts singing, and everybody's so blown away by the radio. Then they start handing out cigarettes to people. <laughs> right. And then and then the mother takes one, and suddenly everyone has cigarettes, and they're all smoking. Uh, and then and then the, I think a boy runs into one of their huts. And suddenly his heart transforms into a toy heart. Well, there's uh, there's the ritual first. They they set up all the I berry juice. Well, the, the there's two rituals. The first ritual is while they're passing out the cigarettes, they start worshiping Godzilla. Not Godzilla, King Kong. They start they you know, they they light all their torches, they start worshiping, they set out their berry juice, and then the lightning storm happens because the one Japanese army man is like, ha 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 ha, you're scared of some thunder, other Japanese army man. And the one Japanese army man goes, I guess that's right, I am just a silly head. And then <laughs> and, and then there's the King Kong roar. And then he goes, that's not thunder. That must be the monster. And then the guy goes, no, it can't be the monster. And he starts shaking. And then they get down and start worshiping King Kong. There's no explanation, by the way, on how they know there's a monster there. There's just kind of... Well, businessman who found the berries, he found the berries on the island. And the indigenous people told him... That there was a monster. That's why he thinks there's a monster there. They they go over all of this early in the movie. You just missed the setup. Quite possibly, like a lot of this movie, I just kind of it ended. I ended up tuning it out just because it's so. Everyone talks and everyone talks. <laughs> all of the acting is so bad. It's horrible. I'm sure it's I'm better just, in the original Japanese. That's it. I'm sure the actual Japanese version is probably a really good movie with like a lot of like genuine good dialogue and good characters and people you would remember but like was that sarcasm that's the <laughs> i started saying it i realized halfway through that the <laughs> japanese version still gave cigarettes to kids on an island yeah there's no way well and and some of this stuff i don't know if it would i don't know i don't i i, I don't, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore um 
So after that, the thunderstorm happens and then it fades to black and then the town just kind of goes their own way. And that's when little boy and mother go into their hut. And then in the most snap of the neck, sharpest turn, it tone ever because everything is so peaceful and then it just cuts to a freaking octopus on a blue screen and it's like it's the most jarring thing because not only is it a bad effect it's such a bad effect that at first you can't tell if it's an effect or if it's just a shot of an octopus well that's the and and also again they just like they intercut real life sets with miniatures but not good miniatures and like, not not good real life sets. The sets not, are bad. The miniatures are bad. And then this is a real octopus. The real and octopus. The blue screens are bad. The real octopus is not on a miniature set. The real octopus is just filmed on a blue screen, and then a miniature set is is blue screened in front of that. This movie is infuriating. Okay, and then the octopus starts coming out, and all the people start freaking. Then Kong comes out, and there are, and this is, I'm not exaggerating here, there's at least four shots of Kong chucking a rock. That is the same shots over and, and over again. Oh, Kong. Okay. All King Kong does in this movie is throw rocks. <laughs> I'm saying say. it. I'm saying it right now. For the record, all King Kong does in this movie is throw rocks, and I'm tired of it. I got, like, okay. I'm sure that Kong vs. Godzilla, the new one, is going to be a fun movie with some fun action set pieces. And I'm sure that there's going to be people who complain about this. And they're going to go, oh, but that, they were kind of boring and they didn't do much. Okay, if you were getting a remake of this movie, what you would have is King Kong picking up a rock, throwing it at Godzilla, and then doing that 16 more times. And then, his, and then the movie just ends. And then his belly hair would get a little singed and he would run away like a little girl. Huh, this movie is so bad. So he throws the rocks and then he fights the giant octopus and the people escape. And there's one scene where he picks up the octopus and it's clearly a stuffed toy that they've wrapped in plastic wrap. Do you know there are four real octopuses? Octopi and one plastic one? And I'd never have guessed which the plastic one was. <laughs> it's not even... It's It's wrapped in plastic wrap. It's it's wrapped in plastic wrap. This movie is infuriating. It I've never in my life. This movie cost 5 million dollars. That's that's the other thing. This movie it's not like it's not like this was a cheapo direct to DVD production from the mid 90s that no one gives a, uh, cares about, right? I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna do some conversion here just just to help us out a little bit. Um, I'm gonna do some inflation, some some conversion. Um, I need you to, to to stall for a second. I'm so frustrated here that I'm doing math to figure out things about this movie. It's it, 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 there, there, there's no words. There are no words. Like it, when we tell you that this movie is frustrating. It's not like it's not it's not like Godzilla ninety eight frustrating where it's just this bad movie all around. It is in like incoherent. It is bad looking. There is not a single redeemable aspect of this movie. It's not like oh, it, it's got bad human aspects, but at least the monster stuff is fun. The monster stuff isn't fun. The monster stuff is worse than the movie that came out thirty years prior. This movie cost four hundred and fifteen million dollars. 400 that's one of if that was made today that would be like i think the sixth most expensive movie of all time yes this movie was not like a cheap 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 no this movie cost things this movie this movie was <laughs> this, this movie cost me my soul <laughs> i don't even know how to talk about it okay so king kong fights godzilla and then he starts drinking berry juice berry juice is important because this berry juice is what the um is what the, the Japanese businessman is trying to sell. He's trying to sell this berry juice to the masses. He needs King Kong to be his mascot. So he starts drinking this berry juice, and apparently it makes him sleepy. So I don't know why people would want to consume this if it makes this giant gorilla tired. It's like it's like going like, oh, I need some medicine. Let me just install myself with some horse tranquilizer. I, I think the point of the medicine is that 
I think they mentioned earlier in the movie that that's what made King Kong so big. He's a normal monkey who drank this this berry juice that made him large. I'm pretty sure that's what they say. But at the same time, all it does in this movie is make him sleepy. So they start playing their drums. And he falls asleep. And so they tie him up and they put him on a raft and they say, let's bring this thing back to the United States. Nope, let's bring this thing back to Tokyo. And that's this is when we find out that Godzilla is a mutt, right? This is when the newsman comes on and there's a new newsman who is a scientist and he says yes, yes. Godzilla is a cross between a stegosaurus and a T-Rex, two animals that should not be able to mate but somehow mated. And Godzilla was born and now here he is, he survived in the ice. This makes us rethink everything we knew about freezing people to death. <laughs> it's like that happens, and then it, it, they keep talking about Godzilla, and then other newsman says, Godzilla is here in Japan. And then Godzilla attacks a train. Josh, would you like to to talk about the train? I don't know. I don't know. I, also, <laughs> by the way, we are simplifying this movie, because this movie is an hour and a half, and it barely makes that. Like, uh, this this is like that. bare bones. We're giving you the, the, the bare yeah, bones cliff the- notes. After Godzilla falls asleep and they're like, let's take him back to Japan, there's about, I want, I genuinely want to say 30 minutes where it's just people walking about and like Godzilla walking about or Kong walking about. Everyone walks about and everyone talks about nothing. And that is the movie. Mustache Japanese businessman tries to almost accidentally blows up King Kong. Yeah, and he keeps on like, he keeps on like leaning on a TNT, a comical TNT like set off box. And that's because I like, I the movie was written as a lighthearted comedy because in Japan that was big <laughs> at the time. Like I can say that with certainty. It's just, it's that 60s comedy, which isn't comedy where it's just stuff happens and you're meant to laugh because apparently the 60s was so bleak that you just laugh at anything. And it's, but yeah, so the movie, this is the this is near the end of the movie, right? Godzilla gets re- released. No, not Godzilla. King Kong no, gets no, we're not there on yet. Japan. We're not there yet, right? Because Godzilla attacks the train that Girlfriend is on. This, no, we're yes. only like halfway through the movie, Josh. You're you're, you're skipping a lot, a lot of things. No, no, no. King, King Kong's the one who attacks the train that has the that's, girlfriend. That's the second time the girlfriend on the train gets attacked. The first time the girl on the train gets attacked, which is the different train... It's, it's when Godzilla does it. Because remember, the boyfriend finds her in the river. She was going because apparently his plane crashed, even though he was never on a plane. She was going to find him. And when he comes home, the aunt or some other lady drop, drop, drops her general, her general toes chicken and says we thought you were dead you are your girlfriend is going to find you she's on her way there now she just took the train and so he drives his jeep to go find her on the train and that's when the actual the only good actor in the whole movie yells at him you're gonna die don't go there and then the one guy says hey can you give me a ride i need help godzilla's coming and then he just leaves him in the freaking dust and then he goes to try and save his girlfriend while Godzilla attacks this train. There's important setup here, Josh. I need you to remember this scene. I I blocked the scene out. Um, but that's the, that, that is. <laughs> we were talking to each other while you were watching this scene. Yeah, that's probably why I blocked it out. That's I. That conversation was more interesting than this movie. The, <laughs> it's so bad. This the is movie, the movie. The movie exists as a light-hearted comedy. That okay. The director didn't want to make, the producer didn't want to make, the studios didn't want to make, and yet they still did it. And so uh, I, this is this is when we establish that Godzilla is allergic to electricity. Right. Because he he stays away from the telephone lines while he's attacking the train. Immediately after this, we cut back to the newsman who says, they're still trying to rustle down King Kong. He's on the water on a raft. And then King Kong wakes up on the raft. And I've got here written in my notes, King Kong wakes up, everyone is a bad. And I don't know what I meant by that, but I can only assume I meant that everyone is a bad shot because they try to shoot 
King or Godzilla or King Kong. <laughs> and as they're trying to shoot King Kong, they just miss every shot despite being feet away from him. And also, and you said this, there is no sense of scale in this movie. No. They, they change constantly. No, no, no. You know, you know how Rogue One, despite being a bad movie, has this overwhelming sense of scale where everything always feels the same size and it's all massive, right? Yeah. yeah this I think, movie, I think... sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Godzilla feels like a... 20 foot monster sometimes he feels like a a a lizard in your backyard i mean it's even the shots of like the people on actual sets doing stuff it feels small like it feels like uh it just everything feels tiny and no one feels big there's no weight godzilla (laughs) at this time was significantly smaller than Godzilla is today. Over the last, you know, 60-some-odd years, he's just grown and grown and grown and grown, um, you know, to now he's 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 huge. And um, in the American movies, he's he's the biggest he's ever been. And then there was one, like, the newest... Uh, uh, Shin Godzilla, which is the newest to- Toho movie. So, in, and in, 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 I was looking at charts earlier just about the scale... Even in that one, he's about the same size as American Godzilla. And then there was this animated Godzilla movie, which is apparently Godzilla canon. And in that one, he's like three times as big as he is in the American movies. And that's the biggest he's ever been. So he just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, because the world is getting bigger and bigger. And we have bigger skyscrapers than they were able to build back then. Right, exactly. So so that happens. But they're, they're so small in this movie. But sometimes they do feel massive. But sometimes King Kong feels like a normal monkey. And I don't... I don't get it. Like, there's one time when they're in the middle of the frickin' ocean and Godzilla is standing on the floor of the ocean and his head's just peeking out of the top. I mean, King Kong, his head's just peeking out of the top. But then there are other times when... Uh, yeah, uh, is how I feel about this movie. It, so, it, so he wakes up. He yeah, wakes, so he wakes up, up and he, he goes... He starts walking about. Because King Kong can somehow sense Godzilla... Uh, it's like predatory nature. They were when they were prehistorics together. Even though King Kong in this, I thought was a normal monkey who just was big because of the berry juice. Apparently, he's prehistoric too, and he can sense Godzilla because Newsman says we're gonna have a showdown just like in prehistoric times. It appears if we can't get these guys separated, they're gonna destroy everything. And then they they meet each other for the first time, and we're it's not the final fight of the movie. We're only. We're, we're only, you know, two-thirds of the way through this film at this point when they meet each other for the first time. And it is the lamest fight I have ever seen in yeah. a movie. He, okay, so it's two guys in a suit. And it's two guys in a suit who can't see each other, who don't know what they're doing, and they just kind of stand there and they just wiggle at each other. And, like, and then... <sighs> Godzilla, uh, King Kong chucks a rock. Right. Because that's what he's learned yes. to do. <laughs> he chucks, like, four rocks. <laughs> And then Godzilla does his like fire birth, and Kong's like, "Oh, that burns." And then, and then <laughs> they just move on. Also, fun fact: fun fact about the guy in the King Kong suit, he had to literally get sewn into it. And if um, there were times where it caught on fire from Godzilla's breath, and he just couldn't, he couldn't get out of it, and they just had to, he had to suffer and lay there in fire. For King Kong versus Godzilla, <laughs> 1962. And he does... So after his belly hair gets singed just a little bit by Godzilla's fire breath, King Kong chickens out and runs away. And yeah. then um, King Kong just walks through Tokyo for a little bit, and we don't cut to Godzilla again until the very end of the movie. And he just kind of like wanders around. No, we do cut back to him several times because somehow, by some miraculous circumstance, they managed to encase the entire city of Tokyo, the entire city of Tokyo, in electrical in in a in a big electric fence. Well, okay. Also, you can't forget when that guy sees Godzilla. No, is it Godzilla or is it King Kong who's two days out? Who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. while... So, that's... The, they, they. This is after the, the electrical wires. They, they put up the electric wires and 
King Kong can get through them because apparently he feeds off electricity. And this is when they mention that for the first time. And it pays off the lightning storm from earlier in the movie. So this movie is already better than Wonder Woman 84. And so they pay off the thing from earlier in the movie with the lightning storm by saying King Kong gets stronger when he is exposed to electricity. Godzilla is allergic to electricity. What are we going to do? So they put up the electrical wires around the entire city of Tokyo. The entire, I can't stress enough, over the course of a few hours, they encase the entire city of Tokyo in electrical cables. And this is when we cut back to um, uh, the Politician Man. Politician Man is there, and Politician Man is saying something along the lines of, we will use the nuclear bomb, if the atom bomb, if we have to, but we are going to try to not have to. We don't want to use yeah. it, but we will use it if we have to. It's, this politician, by the way, he, he just sounds so uninterested in all of this. We can use the atom bomb if we have to, but we hope we don't have to, but if we have to, we will nuke him. Yeah, it, it's just like, hey, uh, I don't know, we'll nuke him if we have to, I guess. And uh, so so King, King Kong breaks into Tokyo through the electric wires. Godzilla can't, so they decide to trap Godzilla in a, in a mess of TNT. And as they're laying the TNT, Newsman introduces us to this, by the way. They're, they're burying the TNT with miniature construction equipment. Why not? Right, the dirt the dirt grains are as big as the freaking shovels, and um, it's 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 the worst miniatures. And so they're laying all the TNT, and Godzilla, this one guy holds up binoculars and he says, "Godzilla's approaching. He's at least two days out, but he can see him in his binoculars." So he's got the most futuristic advanced binoculars i've ever seen (laughs) that's like a that's like a gag that they pull where they'd be like oh he's two days out and then he looks through his binoculars and see him he goes i'm in two hours out see it would be a gag but they don't do the they don't do the punchline there's no punchline there they just say (laughs) ah so this movie is like if everyone it's like it's being made by people who have never done anything or seen anything related to the job that they've been hired to do. It's like if, if you locked a baby in a closet for forty if years. Did, if and, you let Truman Truman from the Truman Show make a movie, nope, this is what you would have gotten. Truman from the Truman Show has more experience with people than this movie does. You lock a baby in a closet for forty years and you don't let him out. He has no exposure to the real world. You slip him a a, a stick of beef jerky under the door and some water in a dog bowl, and then you let him out and say, you hand him a camera and say, make a movie. This is what he would make. And um, so as that's going on, King Kong just wanders through Tokyo. And um, it's miniature Tokyo. Those miniatures actually didn't look all that bad. Uh, and, and as King Kong is walking through Tokyo, Newsman is no longer on the TV. Now he's on the car radio. And he says, it's time to evacuate the city of Tokyo. It's just the widest Newsman on, on Japanese radio. <laughs> it's time to evacuate the entire city of Tokyo. We've got to evacuate because King Kong's here. So they all pack onto this train. And it's... It's super packed, and I'm trying to breathe here, Josh. I'm, I'm struggling. I, I I'm really up. struggling. I gave up. I'm, I'm letting it take my soul at this point. Yeah, so they, they there's this train that's super packed with people, and they're all trying to get out of Tokyo. Then King Kong attacks them, and he picks up this train. Don't and forget, goes, it's at this point that Girlfriend gets... On, on the train. He, well, Girlfriend gets separated from Boyfriend on right, the train. She's... She's on the train. They're separated. So he picks Godzilla. Look, King Kong picks up the train, and it cuts to his perspective, or like a view of him, and he's just holding a toy train. And then it cuts to the inside, and there's like people pouring out the doors and the windows, and it cuts back, and it's just him holding an empty box. And then it it's does. The, it's the. It's not like, oh, they tried to make a miniature and it looks like a toy. No, they went to the store and bought a toy train. Yeah, it's a, it's a toy train set. And then then it cuts to the inside of the train again, where like the girlfriend's holding on the doors and she's hanging out. And then behind her is Godzilla. And it's some of the worst blue screen. I say some of because it's only beaten by the blue screen that's 20 seconds later when he's holding her in his hand and she's backlit by like army vehicles and army lights and stuff. And you can see like there, there's like an 
outlined stroke of blue we, from where the blue screen was cut out. We did a commentary track on Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, and this is the worst blue screen I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Superman 4! We watched Superman 4, and it looks better than this. Superman 4, compared to King Kong vs. Godzilla, is freaking Citizen Kane. Which, by the way, RKO made 10, 20 years before this movie. Every Keep going, Josh. I need you to keep going, Josh. So, yeah, then, then boyfriend and brother and everyone was like, hey, we need to do something. So they fire, I don't know, they, they fire, like, cocaine or something above King Kong, and it's like a powder that sends him to sleep. No, it's the berries. It's the berry juice. Right, it's the berries, and then they play him the song that makes him fall asleep. So he falls asleep and sits on the building and crumbles it, and they all live happy ever after. And then, uh, I tuned out again for a second, but from what I remember... Godzilla then has a fight with Kong. Oh, Josh, you're missing the most important part of the movie. You're skipping over literally the only scene that makes this movie worth watching. Because they finally pay off the string from the beginning of the movie. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. So they're trying to save the girlfriend. That's the whole point. The girlfriend's in his hand and boyfriend comes up to Army Man and says, You can't shoot King Kong, my girlfriend's in his hand. And so they do the berry thing to make him fall asleep and play the drums and he just collapses and somehow girlfriend lives. And so they take her out of there and then he says, boyfriend, not army man, boyfriend says, we need to fly King Kong out of here so that he can fight Godzilla. And if we're lucky, both of them will die. And so their idea to fly him out of here is not let's strap him to some helicopters, let's let's use the extent of our military power. Their idea is let's use this unbreakable string from earlier and tie him to hot air balloons, which leads to the most beautiful shot I've ever put I've ever seen put to cinema. And it is a flat wide shot of four helicopters and four hot air balloons carrying a stuffed monkey that is completely stiff and limp. And he's just floating in the air, man. He's hanging suspended from a giant balloon. It's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Godzilla versus King Kong movie. It is so (laughs) incredible. Also, again, I can't stress you, both Godzilla and King Kong in this movie look so bad. So bad. Like, King Kong's face looks like just scrumpled up clay. There's a part when he's holding the woman where he's literally holding a Barbie doll. Yes, it's actually a Barbie doll. It's a man in the cheapest Halloween store Godzilla suit, I mean, uh, gorilla suit, that you've ever seen holding a Barbie doll. And as he's floating through the air, it's, it, it's so stiff. It's they they it's a it's a it's a puppet or something that they've just because these are clearly toy helicopters and normal balloons, not hot air balloons. They're normal balloons with some twine tied around them, holding a stuffed. No, no, it's it's, it's indestructible wire. Right, holding a stuffed gorilla toy that is floating through the air. And then and then yeah, and then we see Godzilla again, and Godzilla is slightly better, but that's not saying much because he he still has. His eyes look awful. He has dorsal fins on his back that genuinely look like they're about to fall off in every shot because they're all waggling so much. And and then yeah, so then they drop him off at an island. Him and him and Godzilla fight, and it's the worst fight I think I've ever seen. There's two moments from it that I actually like. It starts off the way that every fight in this movie does, and that's King Kong just throws rocks at him. Again. Okay, I need. It should be noted, it is not the worst fight you've ever seen. Because no, the no. fight at the in the middle of the movie is the worst fight I've ever seen. And this one is at least a step up from that. I don't know if it is. It, it's, it's basically the same. Well, there is no fighting in the first fight. God's, uh, King Kong throws a rock and then Godzilla laser breaths King Kong's stomach and then King Kong runs away. At least in this one, there's some neat like gorilla movements and stuff like King Kong does some barrel rolls and, and he like pounds his chest and, and there's some punches that are thrown, but the, the majority of it, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to say something positive about this movie. The majority of it, the majority of it is King Kong throwing rocks and Godzilla doing laser breath, but they, they do hug each other for a bit. 
and then they roll around on the ground, there is some actual fighting here. There's one part where uh, King Kong grabs Godzilla's arm and like flips him around him, which was done by both actors being in the suits and just him actually doing that, mm-hmm. which I I will say is an impressive like feat of strength because it's like... It, that's like a man holding a 340-pound rubber suit holding another man, throwing him over his shoulder. And that's pretty impressive. And then there's a part where uh, there's two frames of stop motion where he kicks him. And that's all I have to say. Why? Why is there stop motion? But no, that's my... Yeah, why Either do it all stop motion or don't do any of it stop motion. Don't pick and choose. And then it, it appears that King Kong has lost. It appears that the hunky 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 is dead. And but he's not, because then he starts moving again. And, and in the most comical scene in the whole movie, which says a lot, he stands up and punches Godzilla, and then Godzilla just whacks him with his tail and he falls right back into the same spot he's in. And that doesn't sound all that comical, but it's sped up footage, so he moves so goofily. And so he's back on the ground, and now he's dying again. I'm pretty sure he's on fire. I'm pretty sure the forest around him is burning. Yeah, it is. And then a storm happens to roll in. Yes. And then Boyfriend, who is in the the helicopter watching the fight, says something along the lines of, Oh, you just wait. King Kong can come back in this fight, and he can win because... He, he he feeds off strength off of electricity, and then he gets struck by lightning. And his he face... gets struck by lightning. But he gets struck by lightning in his face only. Like, just his face lights up blue. Uh, and then he very quickly gets up in, like, a frame. It just cuts to him being back up again. Uh, he hugs Godzilla for a little bit longer. Uh, and then... <laughs> they just keep, it, that kind of goes back and forth for it feels like an eternity, and then an earthquake happens <laughs> just out of nowhere. An earthquake happens, and then they fall. This whole movie is just and then and then and then because there is no structure, there is no narrative plot, there is nothing to this movie. Josh, there's a newscast. I don't think there is. <laughs> but then, then, so they fall into the ocean. And, like, that's it. And everyone's at, like, well, what has happened? At least King Kong falls into the ocean. He's the only one who we know falls into the ocean because Newsman says King Kong is in the ocean and it appears he is swimming back home. No word on Godzilla, but we can only hope he's dead. And then credits roll. That, if everything in this movie is so sudden and so out of nowhere. Like, nothing, nothing connects to one another. Everything just kind of happens. It is. It's not a movie. It's not. It. It's a clip show. It's a. It's a TV afternoon it, clip show. This is. This is. This movie feels like what happens when anyone who has never made a movie is like, I can do a movie better than everyone else who's done this kind of movie. It's a Star Wars fan film. Is it, what yeah, it is. Say, it's like. It's like a Marvel fan film. It's. I don't. I. Uh, it's like a Lego stop motion video on YouTube from 2004. Right. Yeah, there's just nothing to it. And I, I just want to say shout out to everyone on IMDb who gives this, like, the lowest it's got is a 7 out of 10. And it, I just, I don't, I want to know what's going on inside these people's it's, head. It's uh, the back on the Lego thing. Everybody moves super awkward. The dialogue doesn't make sense. Nobody's mouths move with the words that they're saying, and sometimes their mouths don't move at all. The plot is all over the place. There, There's nothing redeemable about this movie. And I didn't know how bad this was going into it, because when I looked this up, I was like, I'm going to, me and Josh can watch this. We'll kind of, we'll, we'll capitalize off of the algorithm, because Godzilla versus Kong is coming out, and it's going to be super interesting and fun, and people are... People are excited about it because it's the first big movie like this that you know we've even seen or heard of coming out in, in, in almost a year, so we'll just capitalize off that. There's no way it's that bad. I looked it up. Like you said, the reviews were somewhat meandering, but were pretty solid. Why? <laughs> yeah, why is the biggest question I would ever have for this? Because what, what do people see in this movie? I... Like okay, I know I know we're just a couple of boomers who like I know we're used to newer movies, you know, 
blockbusters and CG <laughs> expensive and everything. And I just, and I know that. I understand. Trust me. I did film. I'm a film bro. But I don't, I don't understand it, man. We have Scott like, Pilgrim in our intro. We, <laughs> we are film bros. It's like that. That's the thing. It's like I understand, and I'm never gonna knock about an old movie for being constrained at the time. But this isn't constrained by its time or its budget. It was an expensive movie made at a time where they knew what they were doing. 2001: A Space Odyssey came out six years after this. 2001: Space Odyssey is a movie that holds up to this day, and I know that that's like a high standard. That's like it's like telling your kid that you should be as smart as Albert Einstein, and I understand that. But also. It's not like this is the first time either. Both of these characters had two movies before this one, and both of those movies are good, solid, genuine, actual good movies. See, I um, I, I can't say that with confidence because I've never seen. I have. Yeah, I, got, I got forced to watch the 1930s Godzilla when I was in university, and I watched the original God, uh, the original King Kong when I was in media in year eleven. So it's been a minute since I've seen them, but I remember watching those and being like, hey, this isn't that bad. This is bad. Well, I just want to say up front, I, I get, we're at the end of the podcast, so I don't know why I'm saying up front. I want to say here now, this movie is bad. I don't care if you like it. I don't. Normally, I'm one of those guys where it's like, oh, if you like a movie I don't like, that's fine. I can respect you for that. You know, that's that's cool. I don't like it. I will tell you the reasons I don't like it. But the, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy who's going to tell you you're not allowed to like like a movie. That's just not me. I don't think that's that's appropriate. Whatever. You're not allowed to like this movie. This movie is bad. This movie is so bad. It's, it's one of it's one of the worst movies. I like bad movies. I make Josh watch bad movies so I can watch him suffer. I I don't know when the last I watched Robot in the Family. I watched Robot in the Family, and we, this we, this movie is worse. We were gonna watch we were gonna watch uh, an Ewok adventure, which is a Star Wars spinoff. An Ewok adventure is good. I watched I watched it. It's great. It's 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 enjoyable and heartfelt. Somehow the TV movie of the week. Star Wars and Ewok frickin' adventure is better than King Kong versus Godzilla. Why didn't we watch that instead? We don't know. That, that's the thing. This movie is not a movie. It's not. It's it's two men in a giant in giant rubber costumes who hug each other and people walking around for 30 minutes. I don't want to I don't want to hear anyone talk about how King of the Monsters or Kong versus Godzilla or or any of the movies that ninety-eight, Godzilla ninety-eight. I don't want to hear anybody ever say anything bad about Godzilla ninety-eight ever, ever again. No, no, that's uh, I don't. I hate Godzilla ninety-eight. I hate it with a passion, and I will. I will. I'm, I'm not joking here. I'm gonna go watch Godzilla ninety-eight after this. I'm gonna go watch that movie to cleanse my palate, so that I can then cleanse my palate even further with Godzilla twenty fourteen. And I know, dumb, dumb. A Western guy watches movies from Japan and doesn't understand them. I understand that, but this isn't a movie. This is just. I, I understand this movie. I understand it. Like, it's not like, oh, he just doesn't understand. The point of the movie is Godzilla versus Tokyo. That's the plot. That's that's always been the plot of these old school Godzilla movies. That's not. It's not. There's no plot. The point of this movie. Okay. The point of this movie is it's a parody of consumerism. That's about as far as you can get. Like the 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 big the big berry man, his name is the same Japanese word for octopus. And octopus is octopi are a recurring theme in this movie, but I don't I don't know what that means. I don't <laughs> I, well, I this I've never I've watched a lot of movies in my lifetime, okay? I have watched so many movies, man. So many movies. And I've never seen any that have frustrated me to this level. Maybe Joker. Uh, even then, like, I, I hate Joker. I, actually, I don't hate Joker. I get annoyed with Joker, right? I get, I get somewhat frustrated. But I know that Joker was at least made by someone who knows <laughs> what a movie is. You can stop there, that. Josh. I know that Joker was at least made by someone. I'm not convinced that a monkey didn't make this movie. 
This that's the thing. This movie, so the director didn't want to do a Kong versus Godzilla movie because he thought it was a dumb idea. The studio didn't want to do a Kong versus Godzilla movie because they thought it was a good idea. The writer originally envisioned this as a uh, Godzilla versus Frankenstein movie. I don't know. No one wanted to make this movie. It okay. Let's let's both take a deep breath. Okay. This movie, I'm going to get really calm for a second. I'm going to get really close to the microphone. I'm going to soften my voice because I've spent a lot of this podcast screaming, which I don't normally do. I like to I like to take this thing professionally. I I, I am I'm a very I'm usually a very calm person. I can control my anger well. I like to present myself professionally. I I'm I'm a very restrained kind of person. And this movie broke me. I need to under I I I just I feel like I need to explain. This movie could have been so good. King Kong is 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 the 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 American entry into the the monster universe and and the original King Kong is super fun and it's suspenseful and it's action packed and it's genuinely good. Godzilla is is a great story about the the impact that that natural disasters and and things of that that scale and nature can have on a, on a town. Godzilla is an amazing movie about the effects of World War II and what atomic bombs can do to a culture and a country and people and like it, it's Godzilla. The original Godzilla has so much heart from it, from the idea of like making him have keloid scars from the nuclear radiation that still somewhat exists in these places. This movie, this movie is bad. This movie shouldn't be bad, but it's bad. This, it's I, again. This isn't a movie. It's it's painful to watch. It, it it hurts to sit through. It 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 rots your brain from the inside. I had to physically lie to Josh as because I watched it first. I watched it yesterday. He watched it today as of recording. I had to lie to him and say. Josh, this movie is good. I had to let those words come out of my mouth because I knew if I told him what actually happened, he would not watch it and we wouldn't be able to have this podcast episode. That's what this movie has done to me. This movie has ruined me. Like genuinely, this movie has ruined me. I like to I like to watch a movie and I can see I'm not a picky person. I like I like bad movies. I yeah. like them. This movie hurts. That's the thing. I like. I I'm that guy. I'll watch any movie ever, and I'll be able to find an enjoyment in it, and I'll be able to find something exciting, and I'll be able to like it. This movie, I can't find a single redeemable aspect. Like not one. And I we don't often end the podcast on a, like a, a, what feels like a sad note. But this feels like a sad note. This is the last episode of Semi Pro. <laughs> That's it. We're, we're both just gonna. I, I want to move to the woods and become a hermit, so that I never have to see anything of this caliber ever again. I may never watch another movie in my life. I, I'm, I'm never gonna be able to watch a movie in the same way because every movie I watch, no matter how bad it is, I'm gonna go. Well, at least it's not Kong versus Godzilla. I want to rewatch Robot in the Family. So that I know what cinema is like again. That's how bad this is. This do is you do you remember when Martin Scorsese was talking about Marvel movies and he said those aren't cinema? I want Martin Scorsese to watch King Kong versus Godzilla, which is part of the Criterion Collect. Uh, okay, it's part of the Criterion Collection. Okay, that's the thing. There's so many. Well, that's what the, threw me uh, off, because I wasn't expecting this movie to be stellar or great, but it opened up with the Criterion logo, man. Yeah, people like this like, movie. Why do people like this movie? Okay, we got to end. We got to end the episode. We got to end, because I think we're both getting very angry. I think our, our brains have both melted. I need I need all the listeners to understand what's going on here. I'm dying. We Okay, we are both very calm people who are able to keep everything we feel pretty under the surface we we're very professional calm people when we need to be especially we're, when we're recording this podcast we're we spent three <laughs> hours last night laughing at don Cheadle memes and we recorded this podcast in a normal way and this movie has broken me that's it that's it for that's this it. episode of semi-pro <laughs>
I want to thank you. I want to thank you guys for taking a chunk out of your out of your your day, your week, whatever, to listen to to us talk about this movie. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast, thank you. If you could leave a review, uh, a rating, that would be excellent. If you're watching on YouTube, maybe think about a, a subscribe or a thumbs up. Don't watch this movie. Those are my parting words. We, we, we usually end it and we usually say, hey, you know, you can find some enjoyment. You can watch this movie and you can have a nice time. Don't. Is, like, this, don't. is this the first time we've ever talked about a movie that we have told people not to watch? I genuinely think it might be because this, there was, this movie, whenever Kong versus Godzilla, the new one releases, just watch it. And in the back of your mind, just think, thank God. It isn't 1962, King Kong versus Godzilla. At least this has a plot. At least it has fun action. At least it has good visuals. And, and, and Josh, it's time to end. We're done. This is it. Thank you guys thank once you. again for listening. We will see you on the very next episode of Semi Pro. We really, uh, <laughs>